Oh, obviously, yeah, go on, yeah, keep going. Boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Strike Force. What was he going to say there, Pete? That I still haven't seen two of the fights. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've seen the highlights of the co-main, which was about 10, 12 minutes long. I showed quite a bit of it, um, right. but I still need to, I want to, I want to watch it back to get the, I think it's going to be good watching it, knowing the result, and then I can just score it. I want to try and score the rounds to mm. see what, see what I think, but yeah, it's good, good card. Yeah, no, it was a really, really good card. Uh, there's no UFC this weekend, is there? It's the following week. Mm. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, um, n- nothing to it. It's uh, Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson. Oh, was it a fight night? Or like a... Yeah. Yeah, like a so, one, yeah. So, that'd be uh, really interesting to see. And obviously, Sean Strickland was one of my choices for this year. But listen, this was um, a UFC pay-per-view, UFC 270. And uh, it definitely lived up to the hype on this one. The first fight that um, I started watching was Matt Frivola against Gennaro Valdez in the lightweight division. And what a fight and what a round to start us off. Frivola knocks him down five times, big shots. Uh, The ref gave him every opportunity, uh, but Matt just absolutely flattened him out and gets the stoppage. Um, This was Matt Frivola's seventh fight in the UFC. And you know, sometimes when they say that, like, Oh, it's this. It's, I don't remember seeing him ever before, and I watch UFC a lot. It's so weird. Have you seen this dude before? I, I just know the name, mm. and like to be honest, the way the fight went down, I was like, I was looking at him. Sometimes you get people mixed up. I was like, I thought it was going to be like he was going to try and take the other guy down, and then like you just see him fucking swinging for like the other guy was really good as well. Like he was like a proper game. They said he was like a like a heavy striker and that, and then Provola was just like tagging him every time, and it was just. Yeah, maybe he's maybe I can't remember. I can't even remember his like previous fights, but um, unless it's just something new, but I didn't expect it to be sort of kick off like that. I um, separate to the point, and obviously, I suppose it might be a bit of a quick episode as we've only got one card to review and nothing to preview, but I um, was really <laughs> I was really confident that something and I was quite confident last week about what I thought was going to happen with the uh, main event. So what I thought I'd do, I thought I'd put my money where my mouth is, Pete, right? So I stuck 20 quid in my Betway account and uh, I made a couple bets, which which we'll come on to in a second. Then also I put 20 quid into my Betway account. And because I haven't bet for a really long time, it's probably been over a year since I put any money in. I got a 30 pound free bet, right? (laughs) So I had 50 quid in my Betway account. Now, oh, with you didn't 50... put it all on one, did you? No, no, I didn't put it all on one. But you'd oh, expect good. with 50 quid sat in your Betway account that I'd make a little bit of money. Now, out of 50 quid, mm. at the end of the weekend, I bet a little bit on football and a bit on the UFC. From that 50 quid, how much do you think I walked away with? Minus 20. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, zero. Zero pounds yeah. and zero pence. That's how they get you. That's That's they, how they then, you're gonna try, then you're going to try and win it back next time. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely how they get you. We'll come on to that in, in a second anyway. But you feel, you feel like you've lost 50 quid, didn't you? Yeah. When really yeah, you've only lost 20. I've only lost 20, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not in a, and the position that I'm in at the moment financially, not to divulge too much information on the podcast, but I don't care anyway. I've ploughed all my fucking money that I, I've got into a pizza shop and I just haven't got any money. I haven't got 20 quid spare to be betting fucking willy-nilly. I still did it. Fucking idiot. You'll get, um, get them next time. I'll yeah. give you some tips. <laughs> you get them next time. Randy, no. Randy Barcelos. That's, that's a tip for you. <laughs> he was, listen, I put a couple of accumulators on. And he's, yeah, definitely let me down. Definitely let me down. Um, 
the next fight was Tony Gravely against Simon Oliveira, bantamweight division. Um, Oliveira was trying the guillotine over and over here. Um, kept trying the same kind of thing. Bit of a one-trick pony. Um, 11 takedowns in this fight for Tony Gravely. Um, absolutely dominated the ground game. Looked really impressive. He just basically controlled uh, Oliveira, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, he, he was another one as well. I was like, Gravely, I was looking at him. I was like, is he a... Is he a knockout guy? Or, and then when they said about his wrestling, obviously, and he just kept going for it, kept going for it. A couple of times he looked a bit, looked a bit in danger, but no, it was, good. it was a good performance. Yeah, really, really dominant performance. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena um, fought uh, Pete Rodriguez in the welterweight division. And what a fucking KO. A nasty left hand, dropped Pete. Great finish, uh, great performance. Um, I mean... Just before we actually talk about the fight, Frank Trigg, refereeing Pete. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's Did you know about this? Uh, I think I knew he was refing, or he was getting in. He was either getting into refing, or I think they said he maybe judged or something, or been like trialing, sort of judging, which would be good as well. I think it'd be. I'd rather have them sort of guys. Well, obviously, he done he done all right. Actually, he didn't really make any mistakes, but having them sort of guys like judging as well, maybe. Mm. Um, would be interesting just because they know what to look for and yeah I think I think someone like that as well they'll they'll not treat people differently but I think obviously John McCarthy was like the best one he, he knows what certain fighters can do so if he knows someone's a little bit hurt he might let them carry on a little bit more because he knows how resilient they are whereas other people if they get touched they're out so they're probably in danger so it's yeah it's good to have fighters in there doing that sort of thing ex-fighters. definitely ex-fighters yeah and and just uh, got the fighters not not that normal refs haven't but they can see it from a fighter's point of view they obviously want to protect the fighter as well maybe protect fighters from themselves um, and mm. I think as well what refs have been doing a lot recently as well noticed it with the Clay Guida fight um, noticed it a lot in um, uh, another fight as well uh, on this card which was um, the uh, trying to remember which fight it was, but what what I like is the refs are really really starting to give the fighters um, a bit of a chance to actually kind of um, giving them every chance to 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 kind of get back from a beating. Like Clay, yeah. you could have said that fight could have been stopped. He come he comes back and wins. Um, and you've got fighters like this where you know Frank Trigg is going to know when a fight is kind of all right. So he's going to think, you know what, I've been in that position. I'm not going to do it. So hopefully it avoids a bit yeah. of early stoppage. And, uh, you know, well, you don't want it going too long because then you get a Herb Dean situation. Yeah, but like you're tapping you on the back. You think it's finished and he's falling over you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He must be He must be doing something. He's got his own. Uh, what, what else is there to bring out? Gin. He must have gin coming out or something. He's got his own brand. <laughs> Concentrating on other things. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's working on a range of herbs. Um, that's it. His own yeah, weed. He's got his own weed company coming That's in. it. That's it. He's probably high all the time. That's why he's not stepping in. Um, <laughs> but just away from from seeing Frank Trigg, which was a lovely delight. Um, again, I had no idea he was a ref. And when it says referee Frank Trigg, I was like, oh, shit. You know, I remember him fighting... <laughs> Matt Sarah and GSP and mm. Matt Hughes and, you know, losing them all, but still fair play to him. He's been yeah, in there yeah. with some absolute legends. Um, but this was Jack's um, 11 wins in a row, uh, UFC debut for him. The pressure just really didn't seem to get to him. Three minutes in, well, 2.59 um, into, into round one and, and gets, a, gets a knockout. So one for the future. We'll definitely keep an eye on, on Jack de la Madalena. Then, Pete, we had Heoni Barcelos against Victor Henry. 
Um, great first round. Um, I thought that uh, Barcelos maybe run, won the first round, but Victor Henry came on strong uh, in the last 30 seconds. Uh, and then that pretty much was the way that the fight went after that. What did you think of this one? Yeah, it was. Um, I think they said that as well. This this kid, even though he came in on short notice, they said he's always ready. No one really sort of knew who he was. I think he was the biggest underdog on the card, they said. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I think Barcelos had like a good first round. Like Rogan out was bigging him up, and it was just like I think that wrestler mentality of the other kid come back, and he but then his striking was like red hot as well. I think he just had more. I think this what this what happened in Barcelos' last fight as well when he lost the decision. It was he started off really well, maybe put too much into it, and then the other person sort of like got a second wind, whereas he did, whereas he didn't, and it just seemed like this kid, yeah, he like he could have done like five rounds. I think it was just. Whereas Barcelos was just sort of like fading. He wasn't fading. He was still fighting in the third round. Mm. But he was like, yeah, the other guy just had a bit more, I think. It, it looks exciting. It, it weren't, I don't know how they made it. Maybe, like, obviously, because he's not been in the UFC before. But to make him like the biggest underdog and be so wrong. His output was insane. Like, he just didn't mm. stop. Like, I think he, they said that he doubled his... He doubled um, Barcelos's strikes. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Um, they said he was eating Korean barbecue when he got the call, and yeah, he just like you said, he just he just stays in the gym. Um, I think oh, I might be getting this wrong because, to be honest, I was quite drunk when I was watching most of this, uh, and then I caught up on the I caught up on the, the the last kind of free fights on Sunday, but Saturday I was watching it, um, and it might have been it might have been Victor Henry, it might have been someone else, but they basically just said like. If you're a martial artist, you should be staying in the gym. Like you should oh, yeah. be staying fit. Like it doesn't matter if oh, you know, you've got a fight. Can you make this fight? Can you fight this dude? Like you should be staying in the gym, kind of ready to go, yeah. ready to fight. And it's funny how a lot of people have that. But then you get other people like Paddy or a lot of other people where like when they're not training for a fight, they just don't give a fuck. They're just like, I want to yeah. eat, I want to train. Like a bit like Khabib used to be, like, right, if I'm not training, I want to eat what I want. I don't want to train too much. Well, I suppose he's been training all yeah. his life, but you know. It's difficult to know what works best, isn't it? I guess. Mm. I think yeah. I think everyone's different. You do look at people and you're like, could they have had a better career if they always stayed in shape? Like, you look at Ricky Atten and that. What sort of damage he done to his body? Like mm. getting fat in between fights and then having to work extra hard to get back down to weight. But then maybe that gives them sometimes in people that mentality of got to do more whereas i guess maybe some people that rely on that they're like oh, i'm always in shape when re i don't know it's, it's a weird one but ultimately surely health reasons you should be staying in shape um and obviously just sort of looking after your body as much as possible can't be good for you fucking i yeah, yeah, gonna I mean. go out drink drinking for weeks and get fat and eat shit and then i'll go that's all right i'll make weight next time but not good. I suppose, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. When you, and when you hear about people like John Jones, where he just like gets fucked up, but still fucks people up, you just think, do you know yeah. what? It, it, whatever well, works was, for you. I was, when, I was, when I was listening to Sugar Sean just now, and I think it's Brendan's first one, sort of, he said he's moved away from Showtime, I think. And he's yeah, he's like, moved away from Showtime. Yeah, he's gone independent. Yeah. Called uh, he's, 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 He used to do Below the Belt, and now it's called The Sharp Show, and he, and he puts That's everything on, on the Thick Boy Network now. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, well, obviously like, he was talking to sugar about it and he was like what are you like between fights or like what happened sort of like and he's like oh he said <laughs> he said there was once i don't think it was this you remember when he beat the guy with the red with the green hair mm. uh that guy um the Mexican he did guy, well though that said, dude oh, didn't he 
Yeah, yeah. He said, it, yeah. He said he obviously it was a wicked fight for him to go three rounds and get the get the get the cage time and that. But he said he went out like fucking. I don't know what he said. Did he say like eleven days in a row, or like he went out for like eight, like not not like heavy, but he was just out partying and stuff. And then he said this last time, the last win, um, he went out on that night and then maybe one other time, and he hasn't been out since. So it's like he's toning it down a little bit and he's. He always talks about his sleep as well. Mm. He said, like after after listening to that Matthew Walker on Rogan, he's on like, Rogan, sleep yeah. like yeah, the most important thing, which is like I've, I'm that's what I'm trying to do as well. At least like minimum, try to get like seven hours and can't survive on like just four or five hours and be like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's funny, isn't it? I think. You do hear about people that overtrain, though. Remember, like Tony Ferguson, like they say he just fucking trains himself and go- and goes mad, and maybe he kind of overtrained for it. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Tony's the guy I'm thinking of. Where um, when he fought Justin Gaethje, you know, he was ready yeah. for, uh, you know, he was ready for camp like uh, a few months earlier, and he said he just carried on training, carried on training. So you can overtrain, yeah. you can undertrain, is whatever work, whatever works for them, I guess. Moving on to the main card. Um, again, another upset, and this fucked up my accumulator, but we had Michael Morales against Trevin Giles. Um, and, you know, well away, Trevin Giles, the strong favourite here. And uh, Michael Morales gets the win by TKO. Trevin started well, but Michael lands a beautiful, nice counter right hand, 22 years of age, um, takes the fight at short notice. And, yeah, su- definitely surprised me, Pete. He's quite impressive, though. Yeah, this kid, did you think, I don't know about you, like, did you think at the end when he was, like, celebrating and the way he was talking, even though it was, I think he was talking in his native language, like, did you think he had, he's got something about him, like, mm. he's got that, he's got that Sugar Shane sort of thing about him, even though it was, he's like a, where's, where's he from? I can't remember what, he had, he had a flag, I think he had a Mexican flag on Mexican one side. Mexican flag, same, yeah, and same on the other, was it Ecuador? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe, so, yeah. Maybe, but yeah, he had both on his flag, but it was just, even though I couldn't understand him and it's like, it's harder to connect with obviously people, obviously if you hear someone talking that we can understand you, like you get a bit of a gist about them, but I thought, I thought he just had something special and about like how young he is as well. 22, undefeated, um, 13 wins, uh, obviously no losses, 10 wins by TKO. And yeah, Ecuador, um, Ecuadorian fighter. Um, there's an, who else is from Ecuador? Is it Cheeto? Cheeto, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, a good crop, good crop comes from a, a yeah. good crop, a good crop of there. And, and like I say, twenty-two years. Old. I think he might have even taken this on short notice as well from memory. Um, but, but he yeah. come for a bit of he come for a bit of adversity as well because he got rocked in the in the first round. Like everyone was like, oh, Trevin, Trevin Giles just caught him. That's the sort of power he possesses. And then to come back and catch him himself is just like I don't know. Yeah, was that well? It was well away as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well away. Yeah, Trevin Giles yeah, moving well down. I think from 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 uh, from middleweight, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, really impressive for Michael Marsh. We'll keep an eye on him. Uh, the next fight, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Cody Stamen. And my goodness, this was a quick one. Saeed was landed some nice strikes. Cody shoots. Saeed cinches in a deep guillotine and Cody tapped 47 seconds um, into the first round. The third quickest submission Hit, uh, finish in UFC bantamweight history. Um, these Dagestanis know how to grapple, don't they? Fuck. <laughs> I want to. I want to see more of them going at, it, at each other, though. <laughs> I just want like I want to see. I want to like what we were talking about with Islam the other day. 
It's yeah. like you want to see you want to see an Islam versus an Islam, like to see like how good like who's the best grappler. Whereas at the moment they're just dominating the grappling. It's just I feel sorry for these guys. What that what what weight was that? Cody Stamen, is he Bantam. Bantam weight. So yeah, there's a couple of good grapplers in there. Um, I think he called out Cheeto, didn't he? Or like he said, maybe um, I'm sure he mentioned Cheeto. I think Cheeto was in the crowd, which is. If I was him, I'd be careful of that one. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I think Saeed's like quite low down in the rankings still, isn't he? But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, um, I'm just trying to look. Probably not ranked. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, he's, he's not, he's not, right. that division is so stank, uh, stacked. He's, he's, he's not even ranked. Uh, Marlon Vera's uh, number eight. Yeah. To be honest, after the fight, he was just like, do you know what? I didn't mind it because he was very, very, he's a man of very, very few words. Like oh, he was just probably like, yeah, really polite as well, wasn't he? So like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm happy with the win. I knew I was going to win. Like, you know, just straight to the point. I think yeah. there's nothing worse than when, do you know when, um, um, so when, when there's a translator, right? Yeah. I feel like they need to translate it a bit at a time. So what they do in the UFC is, like Charles Oliveira or whoever will be getting interviewed afterwards. Joe Rogan will ask a question in English, go to the translator. The translator says it in Brazilian or whatever language. Then it goes to the fighter. The fighter waffles on for fucking yeah. 30 seconds. Then it goes back to the translator who's probably can't even remember everything that he said. I don't know if, you, if you've ever watched like Match of the Day with, um, what's the manager of Leeds? Bielsa. Oh yeah, with his little translator. Yeah, they, they go a sentence at a time. Like they do, like, oh well, yeah. While he's while he's still talking, and it, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's like, he'll so... still be talking, but <laughs> yeah. he'll wait for the he'll wait for the translator to say his line, and then he'll cut. Yeah, I know what you mean. It works. I suppose so it's harder better. when you're in the. I suppose it's harder when you've got adrenaline pumping, you're in the heat of the moment, and you're trying to thank everyone because you've only got a short amount of time. But yeah, I know I what you mean. It just works better. I feel like if they did a little bit at a time, a little bit of a sentence at a time, it might get the point across a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I like it. Man, a few words, got in there, got the job done and, and then fucked off. Um, <laughs> it's really fucked up how they, how like, and I know they, they you know, they have to do it and they do, they do interview the loser sometimes, but it kills me when like they just walk past, you know, when <laughs> they just walk past the loser, like they, they, they announce who won the fight, they put their hands up. And the loser walks off, and sometimes Rogan or DC or Bisping will just walk right past the, the, them and yeah, then just yeah. go straight. It's just like, fuck, it really hurts me. Like, sometimes they, who was it? It might have been the, was it, it might have been this week or last week. I can't remember. No, it was Bisping last week, I think. And he, like, he proper made a point of saying, yeah, to uh, the main event, wasn't it? Kata versus it was a great really fight. Made, yeah. Yeah, he made a point of saying like congratulations, like it was a great fight as he walked past Thingy Bob. But yeah, I know you mean it's oh but oh yeah, oh no. Oh, we forgot about I think it was probably on the early prelims. Did you see the girl jump in Joe Rogan's arms? No. Oh he didn't oh she like I think she celebrated like she she was getting beat like bad and she got in like a triangle or something like that and won or an arm bar and she was like jumping about all over the place and she was shouting down the microphone and then she jumped in Joe Rogan's arms like a, what you do at a wedding <laughs> like, did, he, did, he, did he catch her? <laughs> yeah 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 um, uh, who was it? so we had Jasmine Jasmine Jasu Davicius one and Vanessa Dimopolu one maybe it's the Vanessa girl was it? oh yeah it says method submission yeah, yeah. oh no she I didn't see that she said she'd literally just 
quit her job as a stripper. <laughs> are you being? Are you on, serious? To focus on thingy bob full time. So yeah. Right, that's hilarious. I'm going to watch that as soon as we finish this. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, you feel for Cody Stamen training all that time just to get synced in a fucking guillotine in 47 seconds, but it just shows mm. how good Saeed is. Okay, next fight was Michelle Pereira against Andre Filio in the uh, Fialo welterweight division. Um, Andre started well. Michelle comes back in round two heavy. Um, heavy body shots from both. Both cut up. An absolute war uh, and a very close fight. But Michelle got the win by unanimous decision. Um, give me your thoughts on this fight, Pete. And then also just your general thoughts on Michelle. Is it all worth it? Is it all a, a much ado about nothing? Is this fucking sh- jumping around shit working? Or would you rather just see him fucking fight properly? I've only seen literally like a few highlights of this fight. So this is another one. I mean, the, these are the two I fell asleep for. <laughs> um, what was one before? Yeah, say that's why I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Nogamedov. Um, <laughs> no, I fell asleep after I literally, I got so comfortable in bed. I was like, let me just put my head down. I won't fall asleep. And then I literally opened my eyes and Figueredo was getting the belt around him. Oh, no. I was no. just like, <laughs> I was I was happy I woke up for the main event, but um, yeah, no, uh, I saw the I saw the highlights. Yeah, he was. I know what you mean. He was. I could hear the commentary as well. Like DC was like, "Is it really worth it? All this jumping about and blah blah blah." And then I think he threw like a simple stabbing front kick to the body and yeah. broken. And DC was like, "There we go. That's yeah, that's better. it. <laughs> just like, just like, just one of them." But the other yeah. guy looked pretty battered up though. Yeah, he did, he did. He did fuck. It was a close fight though, but it was an absolute war. Both of these guys' bodies were were fucked. Uh, but Michelle's very respectful. I like the way he, you know he, he kind of was congratulatory afterwards. Um, and you know, uh, the thing that again, a little bit, uh, it's just so weird how language works in the corner in between rounds. His coach is, mm. is very clearly speaking English to him. You got to hit him. You got to do this. You got to do that. Like literally speaking to him in English. And then the fight finishes and he needs a translator for his post fight. Very strange. Very strange. Um, but listen, he's, he's on a good little streak at the moment. So, you know, his oh. first fight, when he did his backflip and shit like that, people were like, what the fuck is this geezer doing? But he, he loves a push off cage Superman punch. He loves a front yeah. flip heel kick. So, you know what? Fair enough. He's, he's doing his thing, I guess. But no, that was he's an middle absolute... weight, right? Well, middle... oh, he's well weight. Well weight. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's he could huge. easily fight a middleweight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking yeah. Hell. Um, wait, huge. well, fucking hell. Yeah. So you mentioned him like, yeah, I don't know. I suppose, well, yeah, what weights are big guys, I guess. Yeah. Fucking, you got fucking Kamzat waiting in the wings. <laughs> I don't, I would not do all that fucking spring <laughs> shit with him. Like, yeah. I was imagine him doing like a. <laughs> Imagine doing like a front somersault heel kick to the fucking while he's on the floor and Cam's out just gra- ragdolls him to the floor. <laughs> Grabs him, yeah. I was just yeah. I was just thinking, oh, you mentioned Cam's out, but I was just thinking to myself, like obviously he's not there yet. But yeah, try flipping against Usman, mate. You fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. you like, fold you up like a fucking accordion. You never um, you never know. That's I think like I think to myself, like what's there's no you can't change him now. Like that's the way he fights, that's how he yeah. enjoys fighting. Okay. There's no point his coach has been like, no, you just gotta stay on your stay flat footed and he just let him do what he does and then just see how far he gets, I guess. It'd be so funny if he got all the way <laughs> doing all that shit. It'd be hilarious. Wins the belt through the fucking run up the cage kick or something. It'll be amazing to see that. Um all right, Pete, let's move on to the last two. So did, did you see Moreno Figueredo? Have you watched it? Have you watched this one? I, I what uh I watched like 
I don't know if the full fights on uh, YouTube yet. It was like extended highlights. So it was really long. They showed you like all the main points of every round. I was trying to like sort of score it as, as I was watching that. And there was a, obviously there was a couple of big moments like Figueredo catching him with a counter right hand that dropped him. I think it was right at the end of one of the rounds and he like didn't have time to capitalise on that. Mm. Uh, a couple of heavy leg kicks sort of knocked Moreno to the ground. But then at one of them, I think they said he was, yeah, Rogan was like, Moreno threw a counter right hand from on his knees. And like, yeah, while he got dropped, yeah. yeah. and he sort of pointed at him like Nate Diaz style and was like, oh, I've got you there. And it was, it looked like it was a fucking wicked fight, but yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to watch it back. It didn't look like Figueredo shouldn't have won though. It did look like he'd improved and uh, he was scrambling a lot more as well when I think Moreno was trying to take him down. Um and yeah, I think yeah, I'd, I'd be. I don't think they're gonna, but I'd be happy with them running that back a fourth time. But for sure, at all. for sure, I think Figueroa said he wants to fight him in Mexico, so that'd be mental. Um, yeah, it, I, I was watching the uh, Calabas, Calabasas fight companion with Brendan Sharp. Chris D'Elia and Brian Callum, which I love, I love to watch, and and um, they had some money on it, but they were saying what I thought in the fact that like you can see it going either way. I don't think figure, I don't. It's not a robbery, but you can if, if they say Moreno won it, you wouldn't have been too upset. If they say Figueredo won it, you know he did hurt him a couple of times, dropped him a couple of times. Um, I tried mm. to score this one as well, like you said, especially with main events. I'm trying to kind of score them. Uh, the main event was a lot easier to score than this one was. Round one was a bit of a feeling out process, but uh, Figueredo was landing some heavy low kicks. Moreno got a couple of big shots in as well. Round two, Brandon was looking more powerful to me, which was just strange to see because Figueredo so much better but Brandon was yeah. controlling him in clinches and stuff like that which was like really really strange to see anytime Figueredo lands Moreno was just firing back especially in round three but Figueredo dropped him at the end of round three so it might be it might have been 2-1 going into that one Brandon's leg was just being absolutely eaten up by Figueredo could have been 2-2 going into the fifth maybe but I've in my notes I've I had Moreno up but could have been biased just because we spoke we about had him up. I had him yeah. up yeah but from from the highlights, I did like four one almost. There you go. So there you go. It's such a hard. To, it's so to, hard to, to figure out to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's so hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. Also, though, you, like I can't not have bias as well. So it's difficult. It is very very difficult. But maybe they'll run it mm. back. Uh, maybe they'll give someone else Kai Car Francis in there looking for a title shot. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think he's happens. called. I think he's pretty much called him out. I think. Figueredo at first was like, yeah, we can do the rematch. But I think after the press conference and all that, I'm sure I've heard that Figueredo said that he wouldn't mind giving Cara France the fight, even though he's already got a fight booked. Interesting. Um, he's got that. He's meant to be fighting that Askarov, the little... The little okay. Uh, I think he's Dagestani guy as well. Um, or Russian guy. But yeah, I'd be interested. I'd, I'd, it is weird, isn't it? Because you, you do get a bit, not bored of it, but it's like we've seen all this before. It'd be nice to give like someone like Cara France that fight. He just knocked out Cody, which is a big name. Yeah, um, true. And he looks and he's exciting as well. That'd be even though he's probably probably still smaller than Figueroa. He's probably smaller than everyone in that division, but he's got like one of the best right hands probably in that division. And obviously, people have shown that Moreno has shown that Figueroa ain't this monster anymore. That's knocking everyone out with one punch. So it's that'd be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, really, really exciting to see. All right then, Pete, let's move on to the main event. 
Francis Ngannou against Cyril Garn. Lost money on this. I was convinced that Francis was going to knock Cyril out. But Francis just didn't look 100%. I've, I've got this round by round here. Francis looking really tired at the end of round one. Cyril was being really smart. And then round two, again, Francis just mouth open, breathing, did not look 100%, um, just looking for that one power shot. And Garn was looking relaxed and landing really good kicks. Garn was 2-0 up going into this, going into the third for me. And then the fight just took a turn. Francis had two big takedowns, even though he looked tired, was controlling the grappling, controlling the ground game. Francis again in round four with grappling, maybe 2-2 going into the fifth, and Francis ends the fight on top using his grappling, winning this fight on decision. Just a completely unexpected, not an unexpected winner, but an unexpected way of winning. Mm. Uh, you sent me a couple of quotes when Francis was saying at the end that in Ugarn was done. Um, yeah. This, for me, cements Francis's uh, position now as an elite heavyweight. The fact that we know about his KO power, but now he's added this grappling mm. to his game as well. It's so dangerous, so scary. Uh, we've got lots to talk about in regards to contracts and money and all that kind of shit. But if we just focus strictly on the fight, Pete, give me your thoughts. Mm. Yeah, I did, obviously the same as you. So this one was easier to score. Uh, I was worried for him after round two. I was like, oh shit, man, it's just, this is going to be five rounds of this and he's getting more tired, more tired. And then when he landed, it weren't even just like a, because before he's tried to like muscle people to the ground or like, do you remember in the second Stipe fight when he went for, he went for like an attacking takedown and DC was like, no, 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 no don't do that. Don't do like, that. You're going <laughs> to gash yourself out. Yeah. And then he sort of realised and broke away. Um, but this time it was, even though it was a a slam that people were like, oh, he slammed him in round did, three. Yeah. But it was more of like, a, it was a trip as well. It was like, he lifted him up, used his leg as well. Like it was, like, it was such a good takedown and obviously kept control. There's a few times where I think he still needs to work on his, even though he's such a big guy, I guess when you don't know exactly what you're doing, there will be gaps and people will be able to get away from you and get up and push you away if you don't. It's all about like balance and stuff. So like um, there was times where I was like, oh, he's going to get reversed or he's going to get like, or when Garn just sort of got up quite easily. Mm. Um, and then he got the other takedown where I think he threw a left hook to the body up against the cage and then went for a double leg. And then they were like, oh, he's got his hands clasped. And he like dragged him down again. I was yeah, like, oh. yeah. it, was, it was weird to see because even though you want to see him crack someone and see him just go, not like in a horrible way, but you just that's what everyone pays money for. But every time he advanced position or he got him down or it looked like like when, uh, when Garn went for the heel hook and he actually looked like he had it as well. Mm. Francis just looking at him and then like Garn was like I'm not going to be able to get this on this guy's leg and then it, he rolled backwards fucking as soon as Ngano got on top of him I was like yes he's gone like literally <laughs> nothing's happened like yeah if people that people that don't watch this sport would what was watching it and think it's boring in the first place they'd be like why are you fucking cheering he's just crawled <laughs> on his chest I was like yeah but that's fucking it makes such a difference and yeah and I've, yeah I was I was happy for him I thought, Garn, I thought Garn did all right. He just should have, I don't know, he should, he's just, maybe he's got some holes in his game that he needs to work on, especially if he's getting taken down by Francis, who's never really done that before. I think he'd have trouble against John Jones or Miocic at this point. The trajectory that their careers have gone on are quite similar, where Francis and Garnu absolutely steamrolled everyone and got to a title shot and then lost it and then came back really, really stronger. I think Garn's going to do the same thing. I think he's he's mm. he's you know ten and 0, 11 and 0, whatever he was ten and 0, I think 
you know, got to the fucking top, got a title shot against the most dangerous heavyweight ever. And then, mm. you know, lost a five rounds similar to the way that Stipe dominated uh, Francis. Francis dominates Gone with the ground game. So he'll come back even stronger. He was quite, yeah. he was very humble after the fight. He said, I've got to go back to the gym. I've got to learn. And yeah, just like really, re- I think he'll be champ one day. He's, he's still young, um, you know, late 20s and, and that good already. Um, a, 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 yeah. quite a good prospect but Francis just makes you know just, just makes light work of it really even he's got a torn ACL torn MCL you can see he had yeah. the knee pads on um, so what what happens now Pete in regards to Nganu, Um, you know contract wise boxing wise what, what do you think is next what do you think is going to happen what do you think should happen uh, well obviously he's going to be out now they reckon probably till the end of the year Um if he, I think he's got a surgery, so that that fucks him up on both fronts, really, in terms of boxing or UFC. But uh, I don't know, really. Obviously, Gone's going to need to like take a step back, and also I think he needs to. It's weird, isn't it? Because and Garno, it was there was all this big thing about the camps and the training partners and the the old coach and stuff like this, and it was almost like the new coach against. Francis's old coach and it's like who's, who, who made the right choice because the, the French guy was saying oh he shouldn't have left we're going to prove that you can stay in France and become champion and blah 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 but from what I saw maybe it's because he's like new to the game as well he's not got that much experience but maybe he could do it with them coaches but I don't know they weren't really know I didn't really hear nothing that good from his corner like mm-hmm. telling him what to do or like how to handle this when and Garno's corner was so clear and like they'd obviously worked on everything um, plus with the injuries as well I'm, I'm sure Garn was almost close to 100% and he still couldn't beat him um, and also I heard that <laughs> this could have just been a lack of judgement but apparently his coach said to him don't throw leg kicks because they reckoned he, he was just wearing them as like a poker face it was just bait so he said, "Don't." He didn't hardly throw any leg kicks, right? Like, and he's I don't got knee pads on. Yeah, you kick the fucking yeah. pads, man. Yeah, like just give it a go. Do you know what I mean, if even if it might be faking it, you'll find out after three or four kicks. Just give it, give it a chance. But so I don't know. I think obviously Gangano's in a lot better place. Personally, I'd like to see him stay with that camp and extreme couture, isn't like, it? Yeah, they seem like a wicked team to be with then there's no ego in there it's just they just work hard and they know everything what they're doing we saw that in the steep bay fight um yeah i hope he stays but in the meantime i saw someone pop up because obviously jones is piping up saying i'm gonna st- i might as well stay retired if, if this is the best that they've got i'll smash yeah, both yeah. these guys and blah 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 um but he's got to put his money where his mouth is but i think in the meantime Someone said that Stipe would be a perfect introduction for him into the heavyweight division to see uh, where we could get on. Mm. Um, which I, I think they should maybe try and make that for like the summer or something. I'm sure Stipe's eager to get back in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know really. So who, who's next for a title shot then? If it's if it's John Jones Stipe, who's next well, for I don't the title? Think Lewis. I don't really want to see him do another interim, but no, I don't. If Ngano's, if Ngano's going to be out till like next or like end of this year maybe like late this year they said like nine to ten months that sort of thing could be with surgery um yeah that maybe they should have a maybe like maybe a number one contender fight just say john jones versus stipe whoever wins gets and garner right yeah yeah that sounds that sounds fair and then cyril could 
maybe fight the winner of Derek Lewis and Taito Ivasa, um, which is exciting. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's funny when you say about like cheering, watching the ground game and stuff like that. Like it was, I, I was doing the exact same thing. Like Francis would get mount and I, and I was going, oh shit, he's got mount. And then like Cyril would just adjust his legs and get him in half guard. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was just so, it was just but so like, amazing. <laughs> but I don't know if he was the same. I didn't even want him to move. I just wanted him to <laughs> lay there and hold him. I didn't even want him to throw elbows or hammer fists. I was like, just lay there and don't move because you've got him in position. Like it's such, such a weird thing to, whereas... If I am watching like someone like Khabib or something, I'm like, at least finish him. Don't just fucking, yeah. don't just laugh at it. <laughs> you hypocrite. You fucking no, hypocrite. No, no, no. <laughs> well, he, he, uh, he finished most people anyway. Yeah, true. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's just talk a little bit then about, to be honest, the card's in a couple of weeks. So they've only, um, I think they've only actually literally announced the main card fight, which is Jack Hermanson against Sean Strickland. Um, Hakeem Dawadu is fighting on the prelims. Um Chidian Jakani's fighting, uh, Mark Andre Barrios fighting as well. Um, Danilo Marquez fighting, Malcolm Gordon. So the prelims are kind of all set, uh, but then we're just I'm just waiting to see essentially who's going to be uh, on the main card. Um, Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson, quick predictions, Pete. I'd have to go probably Sean Strickland just on momentum, I guess. Mm. Needs to be watched out for that takedown though. Jack Hermanson's a fucking wicked grappler. The grit of the dude is just crazy. He's just yeah. an animal. But I think Sean's aggression, um, and obviously because I've touted him for one to watch this year, um, yeah, I think I think Sean yeah. is uh, is it hopefully gets to win with this one. Any other wicked whispers, Pete? Any other shout outs from the the week of MMA for you? Um, so it looks like the era versus. Oh, you cut out a that's, bit there. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's Oliveira versus Gaethje. Okay. Is UFC 274, um, which is a little bit away away, I guess. Uh, but they haven't got a, a venue yet. They were talking about doing it in Brazil, but I'm not sure. Oh, mad. Uh, who else? Ch- Chandler. This is Dana White saying this. They're trying to do Chandler versus Ferguson, Oof. which is another wicked one. Uh, really good. We had yeah, the UFC sure. London card. Um, what was that? It was uh, Hooker. So the, yeah, Hooker versus Allen. Okay. Brent, Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Paddy's on there, but I'm not sure the guy he's fighting. Like some, uh, he looks like Argentinian guy or Italian guy. Um, Aspinall? Is Tom Aspinall fighting? Tom Aspinall's the main event against Volkov. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Interesting. And there was one. There was one other really good fight. I think they've been. I think this is UFC two seventy three. Um, the what's his name? Duplessis, the South yeah. African dude, is fighting the. God, fucking hell! Names, names, so many names. Uh, the boxer guy, um, sort of got a little stocky guy with the afro. He's just knocked a couple of people out in a row. Oh, not the guy that did the spinning back kick. No. no. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. There was one fight he was sort of like losing and he cracked the guy with like a left hook really bad and everyone was like, he's got really good boxing. And then he fought another, he fought another fight and knocked someone out. Same sort of way. He's, he's quite new to the game. Um, can't remember his name. 
Um, I'm just going to bring up the, the. I'm not going to go into the actual cards, but just what just what we've got coming up. Just a little taste. Yeah. So Hermanson versus Strickland. We've got UFC 271 on February 13th. Adesanya against Whitaker. God, I can't wait for that one. We've got Dos Anjos uh, Dos Anjos uh, RDA against your boy Fiziev. That's going to be coming up on February 20th. Um. Benil Dariush against Islam Makachev. That's going to be a real good test for Makachev. If he comes through that one with flying colours, everyone has to start putting respect on the damn man's name. Kobe Covington against Mahudal on March 6th. That is going to be very, very exciting. They both hate each other. I like that a lot. Um, Tiago Santos against Ankalaev, March 13th. And then UFC London, Volkov Aspinall, as we mentioned. And then March 26th, light heavyweight beasts going at it. Polish power, Jan Blachowicz against Alexander Rakic. Some fucking cards coming up, Pete. What a great year it's going to be for the UFC. I'm very, very excited. What, so Blachowicz is fighting before Teixeira? Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. Cheeky bastard. <laughs> Teixeira's got, got that belt now. He ain't, got, he ain't in no rush to fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, Curtis, that guy's name is. Maybe something Curtis. Okay. Too many fighters, too many fighters. If only we <laughs> did some re- if, if only we did some research and this was a well-researched podcast. <laughs> All right, Pete, let's let the listeners go. Um, we'll crack on. If we don't link up next week, I'm sure we'll link up uh, and talk about the Sean Strickland card. We'll catch you again later. Bye-bye. Sweet. See you later.